What's going on, everybody? My name is Robbie Bowman, and you are listening to the Chasing Robbie Trails podcast. All right, today's trail we're going to be chasing is on the topic of movies. Now, I'm someone who absolutely loves a good movie. In fact, when I go to when I go to the theater or sit down even at home to watch a movie, rarely do I see a bad movie. It's not to say that the movie was great, but I think I go in with a with a certain mindset that I really want to enjoy the movie. I'm not one of those critics who's who is going to pick apart a movie. Um, another reason why I want to talk about this is that uh, a lot of times with my wife or the kids, I'll they'll like maybe while we're talking about something, literally the name of this podcast is Chasing Robbie Trails because I chase trails. So they could maybe it's a word or something they say that triggers a thought, and I'll go, "Ooh, what movie is it from?" And then I'll I'll throw out a quote. To which most of the time nobody knows it, but yeah, I do that a lot um, because I love movies. I love the overall experience of going to the movies. Like I'm the guy that would, and I still do. Although you can reserve seats, I still love the experience of showing up really early. And that's almost anywhere I go. Um, I I have to I have to get acclimated to the environment I'm in, um, just because I don't like going out in public. That's part of the reason why I show up early. Uh, if and I meaning that even if I'm if I'm only like five to ten minutes early, I feel rushed. I'm anxious. Makes me feel sick. Like I have to go early so I can get acclimated. But also it's because for movies, I love the previews. I or even the stupid ads that come up and now they're really cool where they have those games you can play on your phone while pointing it at the screen. Uh, me and my son love that. Um, I love getting the popcorn and the overpriced drink, you know, and, and getting the perfect seed. Although now you can, you know, you reserve those ahead of time. I still love the experience. That was, I, I reference, um, usually when I tell people the first movie I see, uh, I saw, I always tell them back to the future three, but I have a little confession to make. I've been all these years, I've been lying um, the first movie I actually saw in theaters was incredibly iconic. I mean, it's a movie that changed the world. And by saying this, I'm hoping you can sense the sarcasm because it was everything but that. Um, the movie was called Benji the Hunted. Now, most of you probably don't even know what that's referring to at all. Benji is a dog. And uh, that's about all I can tell you of the movie. Literally. Um, I'm assuming by the title, he must've been hunted somehow. I don't remember anything about that movie. Like nothing jumps out at me. You know, there was nothing that made that movie stand apart from anything else. So, uh, I wasn't captivated at all. So that would have been like, maybe that would have been June or July, 1987 when we saw that movie. Um, so it would have been Almost exactly three years later, my uncle Brian decided he was going to take me and my sister to a movie. Now, my birthday being in March, hers being in June, going to Back to the Future 3 was the perfect movie during the perfect time because we could celebrate both of our birthdays. This would have been roughly around May or June of 1990. So I was going into the seventh grade. I remember going into the theater I remember, uh, you know, like 
taken our seats and the anticipation of it. I remember everything about it. But what I remember more was the fact that it wasn't that far into the movie when my mind was blown. I, um, I am the, I'm the kind of kid who had a, an overactive imagination and I've always thought of, uh, you know, for, for a few, for quite a few years, I've always thought, now, why is it that like Benji the Hunted did not stand out, but something like Back to the Future did? Um, now, it's not to say that Benji the Hunted is a bad movie. Maybe it's a cute little family movie. Uh, I mean, it was my mom and my Aunt Tanya who took us, and, you know, it, I mean, I'm sure I enjoyed the experience of going and getting out because we didn't do a lot back then. You know, my mom being a single mother, did everything she could just to, you know, pay the bills and put food in our mouth. So going to a movie wasn't exactly something that we could do anyway, right? So for that reason alone, I'm sure I absolutely loved going. But I, I realized, for me anyway, the reason why the one stood out and the other did not is when I was in school, I got in trouble a lot. You see, my, my mind almost all times is incredibly chaotic. It's all over the place. I have an overactive imagination. I've always had an overactive imagination. I see people, they become characters. I, um, I give them different voices and sometimes I laugh out loud because the way I may view that person is, well, it's not always the nicest thing, but it's still, it's, it's a creative and interesting world inside my head at all times. And I can have multiple storylines going all at once. And as a kid, I, you know, I'd get in trouble because sitting in, in, in a classroom was torture for me because you're taking a kid who has an overactive imagination, who's a creative and asking me to sit still and concentrate for six hours to eight hours a day. It was near impossible. In fact, you know what, as I say that it reminds me of my youngest daughter, Ellie, She's exactly like me. Now, she's not biologically my, my child, but we call her my non-biological clone because we are alike in almost every single way. She's like my mini-me. And uh, she has troubles con uh, concentrating in class. And it's actually the same reason. She is a creative. She, you know, it's not that she's easily distracted. It's that in her mind, it's so creative at all times that it's hard to just sit down and focus on the task at hand. So I get it and uh, I need to do a better job not getting onto her as much. So that's a little bit about my mind and why the difference between both, because when I saw, and I, I, the transitions aren't that great right now while talking, but um, Back to the Future 3 was captivating. I remember that feeling of my mind just going silent and I was actually able to focus on a movie. Now, I don't get to experience a quiet mind that often. Part of the reason why I love movies, I love being able to unplug and to relax while watching a movie. So when people talk during a movie, <clears throat> wife and kids, it bugs, it, it, it really bugs me because I'm, I'm, that's my way of unplugging. And that's no fault of theirs because everybody does it. I just, I'm, you know, I'm different. I love, um, gosh, I guess the older I've gotten, so much has changed about the movie watching experience. Now, everything in my mind kind of goes quiet, but I pay attention to a lot of other details now that I didn't pay attention to when I was a kid. Again, I'm still captivated by movies. Uh, I love the way movies can help 
You know, like it even it, something is Back to the Future Three. I love the Back to the Future franchise. I think it's one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Um, I don't think that's debatable. It's cheesy. It's meant to be cheesy, and um, you know the 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 few graphics they did, and I love the fact that the way they would build sets back then, the things that they, I'm just everything about it is amazing. Uh, the the acting in it, you know, Doc being the the crazy guy that he is. I love those kind of movies that I don't know. For me, it kind of allows me to see that there is another, there was another world. Oh, that's what I want to say. The thing about that movie, I remember it was like everything in my head, that overactive imagination came to life on a screen. I remember we walked out of the movie theater and my Uncle Brian asked us, he said, so what'd y'all think? And I just, I was overwhelmed. And I remember um, I wouldn't shut up about the movie. You know, I told him, I said, I just, people get paid to do that? Like, they just take the thing that's in their head and they just put it on the screen. Now, I know there's more to it, by the way, but back then you have to understand I was a kid. So I, I was just, it's like somebody tapped into my brain, put it on the screen and said, hey, Robbie, you can do this too. And I've always loved the idea of, of creating a, a, a movie or writing a script for a TV show or and now it's kind of evolved into, you know, writing a book or, you know, which I'm, I'm a big talker and I'm finally getting to the point where I'm putting action behind my words. So all of those things, maybe I'll do one day. I don't know which one I'll do first and how it's going to happen, but I know it is. As I've gotten older, I love, there's other things I love about movies. Um, I love the fact that movies can impact other movies. Uh, I, I realize I am not saying that properly. Let me give you an example uh, so you know what I'm talking about. The Matrix movies are up there in my one of my some of my favorite movies. First of all, I love the story idea being being plugged into a, a to a system, you know. And then when you're unplugged and all of it, if you haven't seen it, I would suggest watching them. Now, what I love about those movies too is that. There were certain filming, though the, the way they filmed certain things in that movie had never been done before. So for the Matrix, they had an idea that they had that they wanted to do, but they did not have a way to execute on that idea. So they had to find a way to do that. Now they end up finding a way to do it. There were cameras all the way around. If you can look at the making of the Matrix, especially the first one, um, you'll see what I'm talking about, and it's it's unbelievably amazing that they even thought to do that and by by doing that they literally changed the movie industry so let me give, let me go over some numbers and one of the things i do um this is how a google search thing by the way there's a site called the numbers i think is what it's called um and it gives you the numbers and the financials the breakdowns of of movies right i looked up the movie franchises for the Matrix. And and here's what I found. Overall budget for all three movies was $360 million. Okay? Sounds like a lot because it is. Um, by, to, by standards then, that, that's a lot. That's what I'm saying. Today, I mean, we've seen people spend more than that just on one movie. Total box office for those movies. This is not including DVD sales since then. Just box office numbers was $1.6 billion. So those are huge numbers in and of themselves, but this is the this is what I find interesting. 
the first movie of the Matrix had a budget of 63 million and the box office it did 463 million not a bad return then we go to the second movie and we see budget of 150 million but box office was 742 million and then the third it dropped back down into the 400 million those numbers may not mean that much to most people but here, here's what it tells me the first movie was so captivating people were, were curious so much so that the numbers almost doubled for the second movie for the box office uh, whatever financials maybe I'm reading that wrong maybe that but that's that's how I take it again I, I, I love the way the the concept of movies work you know aired because they have an idea somebody has an idea right like in in the case of the matrix they they have this idea and they break it down into okay here's what we want to do how are we going to do it and you have the unbelievable sets that were built you know i love my favorite set that was built was the one for um the third uh the second and third matrix because you get to see zion the city that they're referring to that's underneath uh the surface and and the the set that they built was actually really incredible and I love that because today we've kind of gotten away from building those extravagant sets so it's I believe that 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 is something that people should include more you know instead of it all being green screen but I do get it you know technology and it's a lot easier to just go ahead and you know pay somebody to digitally uh, put everything in the the fact that we can uh, watch it's almost like we're, we're watching the process of the movie, or we, I say, well, me especially, but maybe you, you know, you're like me, watching the process of it. And I worked in the movie industry for a little bit. Now I say worked in the movie industry, which I did. I worked in a prop house that doesn't sound as great as it, <laughs> um, or that isn't as great as it sounds. But I did love it because I got to go on the sets early on and see them building the sets. And I remember the, um, the movie Olympus Has Fallen. I remember walking into the uh, the Oval Office set. And I, it was unbelievably amazing because above it, there was no ceiling. I mean, well, there was a ceiling of the building we were in, but there was no ceiling for the actual room. But if you were to find a way to keep somebody from looking up, they would, you would, you would guarantee they were in the Oval Office. It was kind of fun because we got the rug, um, all of the stuff that was in the Oval Office, we actually got in the, in the prop house that I worked in. So we had the white the desk for the White House was pretty awesome. Um, I remember going to the set of the the White House, the the outside part of it, and uh, where they built that. That was amazing. So getting to see the behind the scenes aspect of it, even some of the bad movies we made, and boy, we were good at making really bad movies with that company I worked at. But the process of it was fascinating. You know, your set decorators, everybody played a role in bringing together the overall vision of the person and or people who came up with the concept of the movie in the beginning. So your producer and your director and these people working together, delegating tasks all the way down to the every minute detail and the way everything has to work together. I absolutely love it. What I, I just love movies. Gosh, I mean, I... I'm trying to think of maybe some movies that, that also are up there as, as my favorites. Obviously, you know, Back to the Future series, uh, the trilogy. Um, 
I like, uh, I already said The Matrix. I really do enjoy those. Which is funny about those movies. If you go back and watch Lord of the Rings and, and not Lord of the Rings, I mean, that that's the next movie I was going to say. Uh, you go back and you watch um, The Matrix, you realize that some of the graphics are not that great. But at that time, it was like groundbreaking. You know, it's amazing how far we've come in such a short period of time. Uh, so next movies I would say that I, I really like is The Lord of the Rings, which in that I'm also including The Hobbit. Oh man, those are fantastic. Uh, I love watching um, some of the actors that were in that movie talk about the making of and, and, and forced perspective in that movie, in all those movies how they built the sets for forced perspective is is the fact that somebody can think of that is is mind-boggling now let's think um let's think of some light-hearted movies oh man anybody who's uh, around my age you know late 30s to 40 well i think 41 i don't know how old i am um the princess bride is is up there with favorite movies for mo- uh, a favorite movie of mine actually it's my favorite movie of all time it's cheesy the some of the acting in it is absolutely horrible and every aspect of it is great it comes together and it just works i absolutely love that movie another one that i like uh is probably because of the the old video game aesthetic that it has and it's a movie called scott pilgrim versus the world it was a series of comic books and it's kind of fun to watch if you've read the yeah if you've read the comics there's so many parts of the movie that are exactly like the comic book like the way that the movie begins is exactly how the the uh, the comic book begins so i don't know if the comic books came first or the movie i would think it was the comic books yeah so i love movies now i would say that what movies when i watch them that it just reminds me of one of the major things that is becoming lost in our culture right now especially with adults like we we feel like we're not allowed to have this one thing and it's called imagination it you know it's the second spongebob reference i'm gonna make does anybody else watch cartoons as much as i do in my home because of kids i'll blame it on the kids but i watch cartoons even when they're out of the room um I love the episode where he goes, imagination, or something like that. But imagination is becoming something that's lost. We're so focused on career and, and in schools. We're so focused on tests. I've talked to so many different teachers. I have something I'm, I'm working on to bring creative writing back to the table for, uh, for our kids. And I've talked to a lot of teachers, and even they, they agree that imagination is becoming something that we're not, we're not in um, encouraging as much as we uh, we used to, which I yeah, I kind of wonder if we really used to, or just that we've become more aware of tests and the importance. Uh, and I don't know. All I know is the group of kids that I worked with uh, for a few years. They, man, um, they couldn't hold their like that. Well, the imagination part was missing, but they they weren't able to pay attention for long enough to even write a story but even in other aspects i realized that they were so lost when it came to imagination especially like the ones that were around the fifth and sixth grade but especially as adults we forget that imagination is a good thing and i think movies are a perfect example of this now obviously books are too Uh, if you read really good fiction books i love ted decker that seems to be the author i'm stuck on lately um i love his writing style 
And you think about when somebody writes a book or when they're writing a screenplay, actors who are playing the part, when you think about the set decorators and the people who are putting everything together, there is a, it definitely requires them to use their imagination, you know, to tap into something that most people have forgotten about. And, I th you know, I really do think that's my favorite part about movies is that when I sit down to watch a movie, it allows me to unplug and to fully tap into imagination and allow it to play out on the screen in front of me. You know, when sitting in a, when it's sitting down in a movie, you can't help but be plugged in and involved in what's, what's in front of you. And I love that. Um, you know what? I think that's it. I really just want to talk about movies. Any excuse I can make to talk about movies is, is a good one. And uh, I tell you what, to close this out, um, first I want to ask you to please, please, please subscribe. I am on, at this point, I'm on multiple platforms. Uh, and I just uh, this last week, I was finally approved for Google Play. So you can look me up on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, Podbeans. And I'm also going to look into, uh, uh, what's the other one? Pandora. I'm, I don't know if Pandora does podcasts. I'm going to find out. But just, you know what, make sure to subscribe and make sure to review the podcast because every review counts and it allows other people to be able to, uh, to listen. I'm going to close this out by, by giving you a quote from Back to the Future 3, uh, since it was such an iconic movie for me. And it's by Dr. Emmerich, it's Emmett, oh my gosh, Emmett Brown, um, and he says, uh, I forget the context, or I forget when he's saying it. Anyway, um, he says, it means your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it, so make it a good one. That, I think, perfectly embodies what everybody should be doing. So I'm curious to know what your favorite movie is. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, and for the life of me, I just forgot what my Twitter handle is. I'm looking it up and trying to stall. Oh, God, it's my name. Jeez, that's embarrassing. So go to at Robbie M. Bowman, and uh, let me know what your favorite movie is. Or um, if you're on Facebook, you can reach out to me over there. So, yeah, man, thanks for listening. Make today a great day. Love you guys. Talk to you next time.